Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the Leading Edge Cricket Podcast. The second test is upon us. Everyone was waiting for the first test with bated breath and... Zach Crawley, I'm going to say it hit the first ball for four. And today we're going to discuss what's going to go on in the second test match. Rich, welcome to the podcast. How are we feeling about the second test? Excited. I'm not quite sure if I'm emotionally ready and prepared for the second test, though, after that roller coaster of a uh, first test. It was amazing, wasn't it? We really loved it. Loads of uh, people getting engaged as well with it. And this is what we wanted. This is what we said. We always thought that this was going to be like a 2005 style Ashes where everybody suddenly is watching it. And it definitely feels that way. It's really, really positive. It, it is really positive. Um, I thought the the listeners were really positive. There was a lot of people mm. listening to the podcast, which was great. Yeah. There were some legendary comments going on. Heck and yeah. your thumbs are probably sore. A little bit like Moe and Ali. You might not be able to <laughs> type today. There's a bit of overuse going on from all the comments coming in. Absolutely. Loved them. Yeah, it's great. I mean, we do try and engage, don't we? But there's been so many. It's been difficult to kind of keep those conversations rolling. Um, in between all the other things we have to do in life. Uh, but yeah, it's been really funny. And I just want to say, Australia, we, we see you. Um, you, you we won, see you. We, we see you. We, you. You won the test match. You played well. We're going to give more credit today. We were so overwhelmed by England trying their approach of what they did and so many talking points about England. We might have forgot Australia a little bit in that conversation, but we, you won. Well done. You did. It's okay. Is, is that what you want? Is that why you're so angry at Ollie Robinson? You just want that little pat on the back saying, oh, well done, mate. I've seen Bluey Cricket episode and I cried too. Is, yeah. is that really what you want to hear at the moment? Matt Hayden, Ricky Ponting, Michael Clark, anybody else that's having a whinge. We saw, you played well and won. We will give you the credit you deserve going forward. We apologise. I'm sorry that we're making you feel a little bit left out. Um. So we're going to get into the second test and everything that's coming up in between, the selection, the pitches, spinners, what's going to go on Moe Nally's fingers. Uh, but th there was one comment in particular, or it may, be, may have been a theme going on. And Brendan McCullum has summarised England's first test as feeling like a win, even though he's lost. And that has ruffled the feathers of multiple nations, England and Australia in particular, as Bazball is being seen like a cult. 
I've likened it in my head to Ted Lasso, where winning isn't the most important thing in the world, which is a really hard thing to take, considering we're in the game of winning games of cricket. Mm, yes. And I know what I know what you're saying. You're an Englishman indoctrinated on baseball, a T-shirt mm. that's too tight for him, but it's pink, and I'm pulling it off quite well. I liken baseball, maybe. I liken baseball to saving Test cricket. I'm going to double down on it, Ollie Robinson. I'm going to double down on you. It is test cricket. Test cricket is thriving. Right now, it is thriving. But Mm -hmm. only some series are elite and capture the imagination like this does where it becomes front page news and everyone and your grandma wants to know what's going on. But for how long can it stay like this? In Mm -hmm. its current form without baseball, was cricket thriving the same as this in the UK? Maybe, maybe not. Mm. But what is happening, players are taking money elsewhere. They can go and play in the MLS. They can go and play wherever they want and earn some good money for four weeks cricket. And when comes the time where there's a tipping point where the best players in test cricket go, I'm going to go in and cash in some change and make some money in the last few years of my career. And all of a sudden, you don't get to see the back end of someone's career. And then all of a sudden, you only get to see bits of that career. Mm. And it's a, it's a thing that might take time. But it is something that is changing. So is Basball changing the game? I think Basball is the most is the best marketing strategy that Test cricket could ever have. Make it exciting, make it vibrant, make mm. it something that people look forward to seeing. Because I know I have not looked forward to watching England play Test match mm. cricket as much since two thousand five, and that, my friends, is down to Basball. Wow, wow, Rob is part of the cult, everybody. Um, first mean, off, there's a lot of dollars going in the basketball jar. Um, we, we now have an equivalent of a swear jar on this podcast. Um, for every time someone says that B word, it's always the B word. Um, there's got to be a dollar going in, Rob. I'm sorry, that's about $20 there, just in that, that one um, one little mini uh, calm rant. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd take exactly what you're saying. The counter argument perhaps from a lot of people would be, this is the Ashes. Everyone would be watching the Ashes anyway. But this is different. This is not your usual Ashes Build up. This is not your usual Ashes first test. People are engaged and wanting to watch this cricket because something's happening all the time. Um, if this was the Silverwood, um, no disrespect, root um, axis of England, I don't think we'd have this much engagement. I think we'd almost be throwing the towel in already. Um, and it wouldn't have been that much of a different team, would it? So, so yeah, we're looking forward to it. Lords is a, a couple of days out. Uh, we're recording this a little bit late, aren't we, in the, in the week? But... Um, it looks good. It looks a really green top, Rob, as well, a mm. couple of days out. That's interesting as well. And, and just to clarify one thing, a lot of people have been talking about Stokes being negative, McCullum being negative about wanting flat tracks. He's kind of clarified and he said they wanted fast, flat tracks. Easy for me to say. Fast, flat tracks. <laughs> not, not flat tracks like Edgebaston was. They want tracks yeah. with pace on them, so the ball's coming on, so the bowler's on both sides. Because to be fair, I mean... You know, it's not about hiding, you know, trying to protect yourselves from the Australian seam attack. It's also about, you know, that's not what it was about at all. It's about giving England bowlers an opportunity. We are the strange mm. lies with Broad and Anderson. Robinson extracting that little bit of extra pace and he needs a bit of zip. We know he's not the fastest bowler in the world, Australian um, royalty of cricket. You give it a break, you know, 78 <laughs> mile an hour. It's okay if you're rattled by the smoke that Ollie Robinson is blowing in your direction. It's okay. <laughs> But we, I think it's nice to hear that Stokes wants the tracks with a bit more pace in them as well. And bring it on. We want to see what Cummins and Hazelwood and Boland and maybe, maybe Mitchell Stark comes into this game uh, and into the second test. We want to see what that competition is. We want to see the B word, the basketball against the best of the best of Australians attack on a track that is really benefiting both both uh, seam attacks. 
I, I agree. And England's batting will be better for a, a track that's coming on a little bit more. There's a lot of players that like pace on the ball, Ollie Pope mm. in particular. Yep. Um, it, it would, it would suit to the series to have yep. uh, better wickets. And Jimmy Anderson has, has, has come out and said, mate, if I'm playing on them, I'm a waste of space. Like, what, what yep. am I doing here? <laughs> There's exactly. other people that's there. And England, you know, we're going to get onto selection, but what did they do? Did they pick a spinner or did they bring in the pace mm-hmm. of Mark Wood? That's an absolute potential game changer. Yeah, it's a really difficult one. I mean, let's get straight into it. I mean, batting-wise, you're not going to see any change. Um, I'd just like to say a little public service announcement. Relax with Ben Duckett, all right? I know he didn't look overly convincing in his first test, but he's been exceptional since he's come back in in different conditions. That was only that was his first proper, no disrespect to Ireland, but his first proper test in England. And it's the first Ashes test. You know, give him a little bit of time. He, he maybe he looked a bit frazzled in that first innings, and second innings, it wasn't the greatest time to bat. So... Openers will get out early occasionally. Um, batting, obviously, nothing's going to change. Stokes, we'll have to see how he is if he's fitter. He's had a bit more time to rest, hasn't he? Hopefully, he can keep working on that. And then it is all about the bowling, isn't it? Anderson mm-hmm. and Broad, you would expect to play. Um, Robinson, I, don't, I think it'd be a very difficult decision to drop him uh, in, to replace him with a Mark Wood, for example, after all the chat that's been going on and all the conversation that's been going on with, with, uh, with Robinson. I think it would be a backward step and I'm not sure this hierarchy would like to, like, you know, the optics of that. So really, the big question is, and, and they've delayed selection, haven't they? They usually have named the team by now, <clears throat> which is one thing we were hoping might be already done. And that is to see if Moen Ali's blister has been, um, has healed. It, was that on your um, predictions, by the way, for this series? That uh, after the first test, we'll be waiting on Moen Ali's blister on his spinning finger? Before no, I did out. have questions. I thought either Moe Nally would be exceptional in this series or he wouldn't make it through the series because of form, because he hadn't played Red Bull cricket. It's nothing against yeah. Moe Nally, great cricketer. No. But um, that, that was my prediction. But it, it, it is strange. And we were chatting about this before we came on air going, what's changed in a week? Like, if you get horrendous blister, yeah. like, it takes more than a week to heal. And then if you're going to put it through a load of rigour again, and yeah. how many overs could you get out of a blistered finger before I'm unable to bowl again? And that's the point, isn't it? If we, if he goes back into this, I, I honestly think if he plays in this next test, we're going to have the same problems. Because it's, a week it may have healed, but it's not then built up that sort of guitar finger. If anyone's played guitar, you get those lovely, strong calluses on the, on your fingertips. Um, it's not got that, has it, which a spin bowler would have if he's bowled the overs that he needed mm-hmm. to have bowled before coming into a test series. It doesn't matter if it was the Ashes, it's just a test series. Um, and, and as we spoke about beforehand, it's a, but it is a good job that Liam Dawson, the option we thought England should have gone for once Leach was uh, ruled out, it's a good job he's in dreadful form in the county championship because he's only just hit 141 and took six for 38 off 20 overs. Yeah, some I good mean, balls in that as well. I don't know if you've on. seen the wickets. Yeah. He was uh, he was mm. tweaking it. And Lords is an interesting one because it does offer stuff for pace and mm. spin generally. Like um, Tim Murta wines and dines on Lords year in year out, yeah. taking it in and taking it away from either end with the with the slope. Uh, since 2013 at Lords, spinners have averaged 31 and seam bowlers have averaged 25. Put in, you'll go, oh, well, seamers are better than spinners. Mm. Yes, that's true. But spinners, it's the third best uh, pitch for spinners in the country for test match cricket in that time. And likewise, it's the fifth best for seam. Uh, mm. Pretty much in line with the like national average for um, for Lords during that time. So it it is a difficult one to try and do it. I look back through the previous... Uh, games at Lords over the last 10 years to kind of go, oh, who's taking the wickets? Well, when we lost to South Africa, Rabada ripped us apart on day one. Mm. 
Mohamed Siraj the year before for India in both innings when he bowled. Mm. So <laughs> you can't really pinpoint it and go, oh, Nathan Lyon's going to take 12 wickets because he's at Lord. We've got to pick a spinner. I think mm. both have equal weight, but um, I think it's such a difficult decision. If Moeen Ali can't be your frontline spinner and give you control and mm-hmm. hunt for wickets, then I don't think he can play. That would so that's it. You've got to big, pick your person that's either going to take your wickets. Yeah. So big question then. If Moeen Ali is not fit to play, and they've said that he will play if he is fit, which I find a little bit surprising. But if if he's especially considering, like I say, the surface etc. and where we might have the strength, if he can't go, do you pick Ray and Ahmed or do you go with Asima? And then the second point of the second question there is: if you do go Asima, Rob. Do you go for the pace of Mark Wood? Do you go for the unknown quantity and the extra awkward bounce of Josh Tong? Or do you go for Chris Wokes? Or do you go for Matty Potts? Okay. I don't think we go for Chris Wokes. Uh, mm. I think there was a time when, it, well, for years, we desperately needed a number eight that could bat. Don't feel like that's really high on the agenda these days. Nope. Top seven will go and blitz it, bat for 60 overs, declare and still lose. So which everyone you know, we're doing the same as what we did before. <laughs> yeah, which was everyone was fine about the declaration, by the way. We don't need to discuss the declaration at any length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that's everyone agreed it was a perfectly good idea. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do I do? I think if it doesn't look like it's a turning deck and it's a little bit green, I think having the pace of wood is going to mm. be ideal. If it's flat, and I mean flat and i'm making an emphasis on the word flat here then i still pick mark wood because i think the change of pace is unique to anything else that's going to be bold on that pitch yeah and if um i don't feel a debut at lord's second test match mm. at the ashes is the right place to introduce rain armored to the ashes yeah, that's that's the concern, isn't it? And that's why I mentioned Liam Dawson again because I just I, I love what Ray and Ahmed could be for us. But you're asking a hell of a lot. I don't know the makeup of his character. I don't know how he will cope with playing at Lords, his home debut at Lords against the Ash against Australia in the Ashes. He did brilliantly in his Test over you know his, his appearances over the winter for England. But it's just a lot to ask for a young fella. Has he and he's turned not nineteen bold, yet? It's, no, he's not bold in championship all year. No, not much, has he? I mean, that's just it's been tough on all spinners in English cricket this year. This is why we had this such a massive conversation before Moen Ali was brought out of retirement. So it's a huge, huge ask, isn't it? Um, I would probably like to see us go with that Seema, uh, Wood, Potts, Tong, maybe. I think you're right. Wokes is probably the last option. I love Chris Wokes, but I just think you cannot afford to have Wokes in the same team as the Seamers that are already in there. Um, nah, you end up with everyone bowling 82 mile an hour max. And yeah. that's... Again, that in England on a green seamer is great, but yeah, when I, I still don't think we're expecting a green seamer, even though it looks a bit green no. this far out. And if you've ever seen a pitch in New Zealand down here, the pitches are green and it does mm. nothing, yeah, <laughs> so it, exactly. it doesn't necessarily mean movement, yeah. And with the lack of rain we've, we're having over here as well, I know tracks get covered, but generally, lack of rain, let's say it's, it's gonna dry out by the fourth, fourth, fifth day. This is not going to be a green seamer, mm. um, so spinners will come into it. Um, but Joe Root has bowled pretty well, but it's going to be a bold move um, if Root goes yeah. in as the number one spinner. But perhaps that is the lesser of two evils at the moment, even though we know Ray and Ahmed will come one day as an absolute legend of a, uh, of a test cricketer. There is a there is a world, and I'm not saying this is the right thing to do, but mm. James Anderson's comments about going, if it's going to be flat, mm. then I'm, I'm not the right person to try yes. and win you a test. Yep. There, there is a world where uh, both Wood yeah, and Ahmed come into this team 
Yeah, absolutely. Because Anderson started the championship season really, really well and good form. He then got a bit of a groin niggle, didn't he? Um, and he he's didn't really bowl as well as he knows he could. And he, he's admitted it himself. So, excuse mm. me, he'll be absolutely determined to come back in this test and show what he can do, especially at Lord. Yeah, he will, 100%. The skills he has. It's shocked me if he doesn't play. But if he's feeling not quite 100%, bear in mind, he is 40 now, isn't he? Um, you know, you, he may have the odd niggle. Um, there is an outside chance, but we shall see. I'm sure as soon as we finish this pod today, the test team will be announced uh, and we'll be able to pick the bones out of it. Um, but not until after. But I can't wait. I want to see what England do. I want to see if they can. So I want to get on to Australia in a minute because I feel like we do need to give them a little bit yeah. of credit and some good talking points as well. But England, I want to see just a slight tweak to Basball. Sorry, that's a pound in the jar. <clears throat> um, I want to see a tweak because I want to see a little bit of sense. I don't mind the reverse scoop first ball of the day. It's thinking. He's actually assessing everything. Isn't it. How times have changed. I don't mind a reverse scoop the first ball of a day in test cricket. I love What's it. Happened? I love it. I love it. But what I don't want to see is, we're going to talk about in a minute, is Nathan Lyon. I don't want to see players charging, literally running down the track and probably more than likely no evidence, shouting charge as they go and trying to smack him back over the head with a keeper stood up. A keeper that is not going to miss chances. Let's put it out there straight away. Alex Carey was exceptional mm. with the gloves. Um, it's just that for me wasn't as ball. That wasn't positive. That was dumb. I've got no problem using your feet. But like we said after the, after the, in the review, use your feet, come down the track. But if it's not there, adapt. Change your shot. You don't have to shout charge and just keep running and run past the bowler and umpire and straight back to the pavilion. It's okay to adapt. And I just feel like we just needed to show a little bit of now, a little bit of something extra, um, just not be quite as dumb and stupid as those decisions. I just don't think it was necessary. They were the ones that really niggled me in the game, as well as the chances we missed behind the stumps. Uh, they were yeah. the things that really annoyed me. Yeah, make no mistake about it. If we don't bowl 20 no balls... And we mm-hmm. uh, don't get a wicket with a no ball and drop four chances. We've won the test. Yeah. Um, I know we're talking like we've won it, but we would have actually yeah. won the test yeah. in the meaningful column that says England won Australia nil. That would have yeah. been important. So, yeah, I, I do think there is that. Mm. I don't think it, England are non negotiable on how they approach this, mm. but for all that, for the wickets thrown away, there were moments of recklessness, but there was also moments of just really intelligent cricket yeah. where the field was on the boundary and they just milked it for five or six yeah. and over. And no think, risk, get the players in. And I think that's what frustrated me more. When you saw the way Crawley, especially, and others were just knocking the ball around, it just showed how unnecessary it was to take those massive, massive risks. It wasn't It wasn't great cricket. It wasn't positive cricket. It was just, just daft cricket. In my opinion, so yeah, the the overall the alternative was there, and Australia showed that there are different ways to win games of cricket as well. This feels to me like you're not indoctrinated enough yet on baseball, no. Rich. And I love this it. is the full Ted Lasso way in Ted Lasso, where he talks about the results aren't, isn't what matters. It's, it's taking care of these young boys and making them into the best men they possibly can be. He sounds nothing like that, no. but he said something similar. And I guess this is where England's non-negotiable approach comes in. But I they're, feel like Ted would provide entertainment. But I feel like Ted would also be using this as a learning point now, and he would be saying to him, "It's like, look, you did what I sort of said you told you to do. Go out there and play with no fear and do what you want." But you know, perhaps, you know, maybe it, there'd be some weird life lesson that would go off and it wouldn't be anything to do with a football field. And they'd come back and go, 
oh, okay, so dancing down the track isn't exactly what he wants me to do. He's like, there you yeah. go. I wonder yeah. if um, Brendan McCollum and Stokes had that moment where they're in a bar in Amsterdam off the head <laughs> with the salt and pepper pots coming up with Basball going, we've reinvented the game. Yeah, that's just Basball. <laughs> oh, damn, pound in the jar. It's just, just Basball. Yeah, uh, right. To me, England... I actually wrote they need to be cavalier, they need to be bold, brave, fearless. Mm. Um, they need to revert away from expectations of the common fan like ourselves going, you've, you've got to do things like this. They're yeah. reinventing what test cricket right. looks like and I'm all in on just sitting back and complaining about it on my sofa. Yeah, hold <laughs> your nerve, England cricketing supporters. There will be ridiculous declarations, but they have, we've done this, but I think it's about the third time they declared on the first day, haven't they? Did it in New Zealand and it worked mm. extremely in one, one case, just hold your nerve, enjoy it. Let's see how this shakes out. This is five test series, not a one test series, not a two test series, five test matches. This is going all the way down to the wire. Hold your nerve. Australia, Rob, they, they played their own brand of cricket. And, and, go on. I was going to say one more question. Ollie Robinson takes a wicket on the first day. How does he celebrate? Smoke, he's the smoke, brings us. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think he probably smoke. runs past, especially <laughs> if his quadri runs past him and going. <laughs> not saying he should I don't approve of the these best, things but the best quote I saw on this came from Ollie Pope he got asked about it he put hopefully he can celebrate in the way he wants to celebrate oh I got him, you back Ollie. says vice skipper oh Ollie's so sweet isn't he <laughs> so, he loves him he loves him he does. Um, I also made some more predictions going Zach Crawler's going to hit the first ball of the game for four I said Ben Duckett is going to score 100, doubling down on that. And Joe Root, this series, will score more runs than Steve Smith did in 2019. Steve Smith wow. scored 740-ish runs. Joe Root is going to have a series for the ages and will be served before he retires from international cricket. Well, I mean, that's that's got to be given, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. I'm all for it, mate. I'm ready for the test to start now. Anyway. Australia, what do you got? Come on, come on. Rob doesn't want to talk about Australia. I don't know what it is. He's probably living in New Zealand, everybody. I'm so sorry about Rob. I want to speak about Australia. And he's like, no, 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 we don't want to. But we're going to speak about them. Um, I think, first off, I think we need to give them a little bit more credit for the way they went about. They calmly went about their business throughout the test. They weren't overly distracted mm -hmm. or taken off their, their game. Now, it's a very strange way wasn't it where Australia had to play at their tempo their pace with relatively negative fields and relatively negative tactics in some ways against England it was a bit of a role reversal from over the years so it was interesting to see Cullen um yeah back um you know take that uh, take that approach but they did it really well and they didn't get overly distracted and what was funny and quite a lot of people pointed this out and we probably didn't touch on it enough in the um in the in the review is that by the end of the fifth day Stokes had gone to a little bit of a negative approach. He'd blinked for the first time as captain. And it was Australia that went ultra positive and went b-ball. Um, and that's how it sort of got him over the line at the end, wasn't it? When we couldn't take those last two wickets. So it was really good to see that Australia had that steady, steady, steady approach. But then at the end, when it mattered, the skipper stepped up and he went positive and he got it over the line and said, I am going to do this. And he tossed his bat in the air and gave us all a great photograph that every single outlet has used, <laughs> including ourselves, um, as a thumbnail. Yeah, so credit, I think, yeah, thanks. I think extra credit, Just we just need to make sure and emphasise that Australia, they deserve to win that game because they won that game. England should have won the game, mm. but they didn't deserve to win it because they made too many mistakes, especially yeah. behind the stumps. No disrespect, Johnny Bairstow, I'm sure he'll come back strong in the next one, especially Stuart Broad with your no balls, especially 
um, with uh, whatever else, dancing down the track. I've said it enough. It's it's like watching a really good player who makes flashy thirties all the time and looks a million dollars and mm. throws it away every single week trying to be mm. more aggressive. Basketball. Um, I've gone back to talking about England again, but no, yeah. Australia do Sorry. deserve credit. Um, yeah. I'm going to defend Stokes' captaincy because although he had men on the boundaries, he was trying to force them into playing shots into certain areas to yes. hit boundaries. Yeah, that's uh, fair. I actually saw it as a wicket-taking approach, although it, mm. there was a lot of people on the boundary. I totally, totally agree. Mm. Um, yeah, you're right. Aussies didn't blink. They stuck to their lane incredibly well. They was like, this is how we're going to combat it and we're going to believe in our process. We're going to make England... Yeah, <laughs> not be able to hit boundaries from ball one the whole time. That picked up wickets. It also, um, yeah, I, I thought it was good. And with the batting as well, they didn't try to compete with run rates. And that's not Australia's approach. Australia's approach over the years has been to really grind oppositions down and bat them into the ground, make them stay out there, two or three new balls. like. And I thought they, they went about that pretty well. Um Quadra was exceptional, mm. and I'm really happy for him. Like he, mm. he gets he like he gets a bit of a mixed reaction. Like some mm. people like him, some people don't like him. I like him. I think he's an incredible player. He's been dropped. I think it was 11 times from the Australian team, uh, and that must really mean a lot to him to be able to come and and do that and have that sort of performance in England when it really matters. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I mean, Kawaj, as I said, he batted five days that test match. That's an incredible achievement. Yeah. Um, I was just checking just what made me hesitate for a second. I was like, I'm sure I was there for his debut. Um, and I was, yeah, 2010-11 Ashes, wasn't he? He played at the SCG. Um, that was his test debut. So, yeah, it's, um, it's been a long road for him, hasn't it? And he's, 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 had a, he's had to battle through. And he's playing with such freedom now. Uh, such calm confidence and he's enjoying his cricket and you can it comes through the tv it comes if you're at the stadium you'd see it you'd feel it he's playing with that enjoyment and that's what cricket's all about for me and i'm loving to seeing how well he did it's frustrating that we saw him for as long as we did because <laughs> in both innings he should have been gone a little bit earlier so certainly in the second inning, didn't really have seen him he should have been a blink and gone again um, but that's by the by he did exceptionally well five days batting anybody is unreal in scoring over 200 runs in the game um, he was brilliant. What about the rest of the batting, Rob? Is there any concerns there? Do you think Australia blink and oh, make any changes? I think it's a concern from England's point of view because you're not going to yes. keep Marnus and Steve Smith down like that very right. often. And we lost the test match when, you know, mm. England would have won the 2019 Ashes if it wasn't for one-man band, Steve mm. Smith scoring 750 runs, two centuries at one, came off with a concussion and smashed it all around. Lords scored another mm. century. Like, incredible player. Yeah. Incredible consistency. And Marnus, since that... Lord's debut when he came on as the world's mm -hmm. first concussion sub mm -hmm. uh, has been equally exceptional. He's been like a top two, three batter in the world, top five if you if you want to throw a couple more players in. Mm. Um, I, I can't see us getting them out cheaply again. So it's nope. uh, what do you do different uh, with the other players? I thought we bowled pretty well to Cam Green. We've got a really good plan that works for David Warner. However, David Warner looked yeah. uh, more sturdy at the crease, batting further out his ground. Uh, Further down the pitch, inception point. Uh, I, I thought he did well. Mm. But how how do you get Smith and Marnus out again cheaply? Like it, it is a concern. And I th I think to beat Australia, like their batting is such a good unit. You mm. beat them by playing on rubbish green decks in England. 
<laughs> like yeah. that's how you beat them. And if the pitch isn't a rubbish green deck, they're probably going to score four hundred every time they come to bat in the first innings, unless yeah. you do something special. Absolutely, and I think you know we've only seen one test so far, so we don't see a trend in any direction, do we? So all we can do is wait and see this Lords game. I think once this next test is out of the way, we will see more of what's going to ha- go ahead and happen in this series. How that middle order will fire. Travis Head's look good, but he's got to go on and score. Uh, make a notable score, hasn't he? Rather than you know the, the, what he's done, he's, he's played really well. Alex Gary, you know, he's there and played a pretty good test match, didn't he? I don't think there's any changes in that top seven or eight, seven or so um, with the bat for Australia at all. Um, and Warner worryingly did look quite at ease in the second innings. Now, could that be the track? Could that be the lack of pace in the track? Pace in the bowlers? I don't know, but it's uh, it's, it's certainly a concern. Uh, but where England need to make inroads, it's not always going to be, like you say, it's not always always going to be that middle order that we can get relatively cheaply. We've got to take the chance at the top of the order. If a chance goes for Kawaja and and or Warner in the second uh, the second test, we have to take them. We have to yeah. get them cheap. We can't allow them to go on and get hundreds and fifties and whatever um, and then hope that the middle order doesn't fire. There was a stat about Marnus, and I don't know if it's still true, but during the first two or three years of his test career, uh, he had been dropped the most. He was the luckiest mm. player in Test cricket. Wow! Okay. Uh, which which does help you have a fifty average in Test cricket. Indeed. Say. But Indeed. He, he is an exceptional player. I watched his century in the Sheffield Shield final a few years back. Mm. Uh, it, it made his Test debut by then. But man, he was worlds apart from anything else on the pitch that day. He was exceptional. Yep. Worried about that. Uh, the bowling attack as well for Australia, I think, can be better than what they were as well. Mm. I, it's interesting to see if they go Boland or Stark. Yeah. Stark gives you more swing and is more dangerous. But actually, at Lords, like I think Lords is the ideal wicket to have Scott Boland on. Mm. He, he can hold the, he can bring it back into the batter, or he can hold the line. Yeah, like, I think that is going to be so dangerous. Mm. And if he plays, I'm going to call it now. He will get Zach Crawley out twice. <laughs> Tim Murtagh style, one coming in into the stumps and one nicking off with one that doesn't come in. <laughs> it's going to do him, isn't he? I mean, the, the options um, with, uh, with with the ball aren't massive for Australia, are they? We've got the reserve spinner of Todd Murphy. Uh, Mitchell starts the reserve seamer, and that's pretty much it. Mitch Marsh is in the squad still, as we know. Uh, but there isn't a hell of a lot of options at the moment. So it's, it's going to be Stark or... Boland Hazelwood, isn't it? I don't think there's any other changes. Pat Cummins, I think I might have called him something different earlier. I don't know why. Love that guy. Um, he, you know, he's obviously going to be leading the attack. It's going to be what it is. Um, and the spinner is absolutely going to be what it is. And we have to give massive credit. Nathan Lyon, 99 test matches so far. He's going to be the first play, bowler to play 100 consecutive test matches. Um, just stunning, stunning achievement. I did like a tweet there the other day that just said, hang on a sec, Alistair Cook, he played over 100 consecutive tests as a bowler. Um, he didn't bowl very much, but it was quite amusing, I thought. But Nathan <laughs> Lyon, when he was sort of first in and out of the team, nobody would have predicted that this man would go on to play over 100 tests for Australia uh, and take as many wickets. He's closing in on 500 test wickets if he doesn't have it already. Um, exceptional, absolutely exceptional. And he bowled brilliantly. Um, he just kept putting it there or thereabouts, kept drawing England out. Obviously, I'm not going to go on about it again, but got a couple of stumpings in there, didn't he? Um, and he was just, he was a bit of a difference maker. I think every time Australia needed a wicket, especially when someone was quite set or going quite well, which is quite often for England, especially in the first innings, he just dropped one in there and got, got the reward and made did, did the job for his captain. 
So huge, huge credit to um, Nathan Lyon. And let's hope he has a bit of a crap test in the second. If we're in England, <laughs> we're not the BBC. We don't have to be impartial. We, we hope yeah, he has exactly. a stinker. But congratulations. It is, it is a, an incredible career because Australia were in a dire straits with their spin. Mm. They've been lavished for years with Warren. Yeah. And when Warren was out, they had Stuart McGill, who had a better record than Warren when he was playing. Mm -hmm. And then, then they went through all these spinners that couldn't turn it. And then yeah. uh, Nathan Lyon came in. Bouncy mm -hmm. wickets in Australia gets a lot of... Lots of bounce. Um, exceptional, exceptional cricketer, mate. Just yeah. always there, always taking wickets. I think he got a shed load in India as well, one test mm. as well in the in the in the English winter that has been. Um, also, there is a chance in this test. So, out of everyone that's played in the Ashes at Lords, this is niche, niche, uh, niche. Mm -hmm. Donald Bradman has the most runs from four matches. He scored five hundred and fifty-one runs. Pretty yep. good. Mm -hmm. Highest to 254. Steve Smith's in eighth on this list. Three innings, 368 runs, one century, 250s. If he scores a double ton here, he will have the most runs at Lords in Ashes cricket. Wow. Let that sink in. And to say, oh, how good's that? Well, Johnny Bairstow's the closest for England in Ashes cricket, and he's down in 58th on this list. Oh, oh no, sorry. Stokes in 39th. Is the uh, is the closest English player? Two hundred and fifteen runs at seventy one. Current English player. Current that... English player. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Top English player David Gower. Four hundred and sixty seven runs in four matches. Yeah, yeah. So look, this is a huge. I mean, we said about in the, in the pre review as well. We just need to clarify that a year ago, before we started playing this former cricket, this Australian team. They're an exceptional team. They won the World Test Championship just recently. Mm -hmm. They would have been favourites by a million miles, and we would yep. be expecting a hammering um, with a similar sort of squad. Um, although saying that, mm -hmm. Broad and Anderson had been put out to pasture, hadn't they? So it, who knows who would have been bowling. <laughs> um, we had Overton and Wokes opening the bowling in West Indies. Exactly. So who knows what this series could have looked like? So regardless, we have to be great. Australia are an exceptional side. An exceptional number of players make up that side um, and led brilliantly. I really do like Pat Cummins. I think he's just a fantastic player and he seems a top bloke as well. And mm. I've said this before, as much as we love Australia and Australians, some of them, they're all right. He's a, he's, he's too nice. He's too nice to be an Australian. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that comes from someone that spent a number of days a year, over a year there at one point living and many, many other trips. I love it, but he's too nice for you guys in the cricket field. <laughs> so. he, he's, he is a top bloke. He is a top bloke. Great. That's what he should be. So. And, you know, it will be a stroke of genius. Like, he was getting heaps of criticism on Twitter mm. day one of the first test with his yeah. fielders on the boundary. Mm. Well, uh, like we're seeing in the comments from 80 different people, who won the test? Yeah. <laughs> Whose tactics were better? Um, what, do you, what is the measure of success <laughs> in history? Test wins, wins, averages yes. as a bat, wickets and averages with the ball, and yeah. wins for a team. Yeah, everyone exactly. will remember the scorecard when they look at it. That, that Cummins got 44, won the yeah. test, and he was captain. No one will remember he had 17 players on the boundary in the second over of a test <laughs> on day one. <laughs> look, it's funny, it's funny, it's funny. And if England come and win the second test, we are going to be giving it one of those, um, big time off the top rope, aren't we, Rob? So, um yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I really am. Lords, what a spectacle it's going to be. 
Ollie Robinson giving it the big I am to everybody. He could absolutely get <laughs> spanned all over the park and we'll never see from him again. He'll, he'll have pulled his hamstring. Oh, oh, yeah, it's a bit tight, mate. I can't bowl anymore. Um, <laughs> well, that'll be the right end of the series for him. Or he could have a man of the match performance and I would very much like to put a microphone under everybody's uh, face, nose, mouth, whatever. In the Australians, who have all piped up, um, all the old legends who were the nicest, most humblest, loveliest, polite people on a cricket field we've ever heard, uh, who never said a naughty <laughs> word against anybody. I would very much like to know what they all say. Michael Clark, we all remember him wanting to break Jimmy Anderson's arm. Jesus Christ, yeah. when he lost the Haunting, war. Come on now. Come on. Langer, Langer yeah. growling at players for a exactly. while he was batting, yeah. <laughs> growling great... at the fielders wanting a fight. Exactly. The great thing is, have you seen some of the comments? People have said it's like, what? I've got no problem with Robinson giving Quadra a send-off. It is what it is. It's, te- it's Ash's cricket. It's Test cricket. And, I like know, it. It's, it's just stewed that this is mm. the modern, mouthy England giving mm. it all this verbiage. Just yeah. like Australia used to. And just, Australia are wide and dry, never done anything wrong. Absolutely. And if you are interested in the Robinson thing, just go. there's a Crick Info article at the moment. I've got, not got it up in front of me, so I can't tell you who the writer is, but it's a little bit about Robinson. It's talking about how um, when he was playing England Lions, he was walking past the nets and Tim Payne was having a net and he started gobbing off at him. And then when he came on as a 12th man against India, he started having a gob off at Virat Kohli, you know, whilst he's wearing his, his yellow bib. You know, the guy just likes to get involved. Whether we like him as a person, that's irrelevant at the minute. I can't say I'm a huge fan of Robinson as a person, but as a player, he's shown he's pretty good so far. And if that's how he wants to get his kicks and get moving and get going as a bowler, then more power to him. I don't, like I say, I don't particularly like it, but I'm not really that bothered about it. And the Australians certainly shouldn't be bothered about it because they really can't say anything because they all said everything. All right, guys. <laughs> um, let us know. Comment down below. Let us know what you think about the second test. What's the uh, what's the lineups going to be? And yes. Who's going to win? Is it going to be Basball or what? I cricketers called it Cumball. Oh, <laughs> no. Let's never say that again. Let's, um, let's all agree we'll never say that again. Patball. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be a cracking second test. I know that. So we'll be back mm. at the end of the second test. Come back with a review. Uh, I'll be here, it's stilly, uh, still in my Basball pinks and ready to be cool. rinsed if Basball crashes and burns. But I will say this, if England lose the second test, this will be the greatest comeback in test history in this series. Oh, wow. If England lose the second test, I'm going to wear my green and gold, my canary yellow and uh, whatever, green uh, VB Booney Army shirt for the, for, for the preview, the review even. <laughs> I'll do that for you, Australia, if anyone's actually listening now. And thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a good day, and we'll catch you at the end of the test. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.